Welcome everyone to this Cambridge Health Tech Institute podcast, this time focusing on a topic to be presented in the Cancer Targets for Antibody Therapeutics meeting at the 14th Annual Pep Talk. Pep Talk is going to be held on January 19th through the 23rd of 2015 in San Diego, and the Cancer Targets Conference will take place on Monday and Tuesday of that week. I am Kent Simmons. I'm a program director with CHI, and with me today is Dr. Lois Lampson, an associate professor of neurosurgery at the Brigham and Women's Hospital. Thanks for joining us today, Lois. Well, I'm happy to be talking with you. At Pep Talk, you're going to be speaking in a session on emerging cancer targets for antibody therapeutics, and your focus will be on developing antibodies against cancer in the brain. Are there special concerns when one thinks of using antibodies against brain tumors as compared to tumors at other sites? There are two things that people find very concerning, and uh, the first one is delivery. For a variety of reasons, we'd like to deliver our monoclonal antibodies through the blood, and then we have to be concerned about how the antibody is going to reach the tumor within the brain. Everybody's aware that there's a blood-brain barrier, so how will the antibody get across that to reach the tumor? That's the first concern. This, uh, as I hear people talk about this problem, this seems to be one of the real challenges um, people are facing in this field, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are on strategies that could overcome that challenge. Okay, well, the, it's, uh, it's very interesting to me. There's an enormous amount of energy and also financial support that's gone into somehow getting around the blood-brain barrier, either opening it up or bypassing it, and there's a paradox. The paradox is that what we call the blood-brain barrier is really not one thing. It's variable. It's different at the site of a tumor as compared to the normal brain. And the way we've defined its impediment to the entry of antibody is basically has been in the normal brain. So as a matter of fact, what we call the blood-brain barrier can actually be helpful because it can allow us to concentrate antibody at a tumor site where you actually want it. So that's the paradox. We're trying very hard to bypass it or open it up. But if we could take into account its properties, how it varies between a tumor and the normal brain, then we could exploit that. And we need to know a lot more about the difference. We know it's different at a tumor site. We don't know enough about how it's different, how it changes as the tumor grows. And the more we know about that, then the more we can exploit that to actually use the barrier. We don't want antibody in the normal brain. We want it where the tumor is. That's the paradox that I see. So it sounds like you're saying we need a more subtle understanding of the blood-brain barrier. Are there other aspects of antibody delivery that we should be considering here? Yes, I think there are. Separate from all that, a lot of the time we know, not necessarily from work with tumors, but in other contexts, we know that you can affect something that's happening inside the brain without the antibody actually getting there. And one really good example is all the work that's being done now with immune modulation. The immune response is going to be initiated outside the brain in, in the lymphoid tissue. Mm-hmm. And if you can increase that response or reduce inhibitory mechanisms, then the cells that carry out the immune response will travel to the brain. Those cells are metabolically active. They don't know about the blood-brain barrier. They can get into the brain. And so all that can happen outside the brain. So then the blood-brain barrier is not an issue. All the work that's being done with the immune checkpoint inhibitors is focused on other things. And it's a really interesting question to ask in each particular case, each particular antibody, each particular target, where is the activity of that monoclonal antibody taking place? And if it's in the lymphoid tissue, then we're not concerned about the blood-brain barrier. 
You mentioned two concerns. What's the second major concern about using antibodies for the brain? There are a lot of different ways that you can think of using an antibody against a tumor, but many of those ways have to do with the immune response. And one thing that people are very aware of is the idea that the brain is immunologically privileged, that you find this in textbooks, you find this in all kinds of articles, that somehow you can't have an immune response in the brain or it's only detrimental. And fortunately, that's just not true. There are lots of examples, more and more examples. We know that you can have a beneficial immune response in the brain. We know you can even have autoimmunity in the brain. And the problem there is to just help people to get rid of this idea so that they're not afraid to try things. They don't expect that the immunotherapy won't work in the brain. And I think this is so important that Nature has started a whole set of topics online. They're Nature Frontiers. So I've got a topic for this now where people are talking about both the immune response to the brain independent of tumor and then how you can get an immune response to tumor in the brain. There's no privilege involved. So I think it's going to be extremely useful for the people attending your talk at Pep Talk to hear about this from you and to hear maybe some new perspectives that would be helpful in their own work. What is the the main take-home message you'd like to deliver to those who will attend your talk at Pep Talk? Well, I'd like them to leave understanding that from an immunological point of view, the brain is part of the rest of the body. It's, it's not isolated from it. All the things that we learn about antibodies from elsewhere in the body, we can apply to the brain and vice versa. And in fact, I set up a buzz session called Sites and Insights, where I hope people will talk about um, the problems they have in whatever tissue they study, and we can see how the problems are actually not that different. I see there's a whole session at the meeting on tissue penetration. It's not just about the brain where we're concerned about how you get antibody through tissue, how you deliver it. So the brain is not isolated from the point of view of delivery. It's not unique, and it's not unique from the point of view of immunology either. So that's what I want people to take home. The brain is is part of the body. There are some other things that I should mention. The title of the session has to do with, with targets, and I haven't really said anything about what the targets should be. And I don't really think that's the challenge. I think that most of the effective tumor antigens that we know about are present on lots of tumors. There's no reason to think that unique set of tumor target antigens for the brain. I don't think that's, that's what the problem is. I think what the problems are that are shared are that tumors are heterogeneous, they're plastic, you attack one thing, and then another clone that's already there grows out using a different mechanism. That's true for all tumors. We know that the way to address this is to combine different things, different antibodies, different therapies. What's hard for all tumors is deciding which things we want to combine, how we're going to test them. What's hard for all tumors is deciding how we're going to do the clinical trials. What should be the endpoint? Should it be survival? Should it be just lack of progression? Those are the questions for all tumors. How should we do the statistics? That's a question for all tumors. And then there are the questions of delivery that apply to all tumors. Do we want to increase the half-life of the antibody? Do we want to decrease it? How is it going to penetrate tissue? What subcellular distribution do we want? I think those are the problems that everybody confronts, whether they're studying the brain or another place. Well, I think it's going to be very useful for you to be in the company of a lot of like-minded colleagues next month at Pep Talk. I'm curious, the last question for you, how did you first get involved in this field? Well, when I was a postdoctoral fellow, the technology then was brand new, that you used the hybridoma technology to make monoclonal antibodies. And so I got to start it at the beginning. And some of the antibodies I made at that time are still used. That's quite pleasing. And then for me, I said, well, what am I going to do with these antibodies? I made them to the transplantation antigens. 
And I said, well, I'll look in the brain and see what their distribution is. And then I began to think about the immune response to targets in the brain. And then you know how one thing leads to another. Well, this is a, a complex and a very important field and one that still has a lot of distance to travel. And I think everyone really appreciates your work in moving this forward. And I know we all look forward to seeing your talk at Pep Talk next month. Thank you very much for your time today, Lois. I enjoyed talking with you, Kent, and I look forward to talking with you in person at the meeting. That was Lois Lampson, Associate Professor of Neurosurgery at the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. She'll be speaking in the Cancer Targets for Antibody Therapeutics Conference at the upcoming Pep Talk event, taking place January 19th through the 23rd, 2015 in San Diego. If you'd like to hear this presentation in person, please go to www.chi-peptalk.com for registration information and enter the key code PODCAST. This has been another Cambridge Health Tech Institute podcast. I'm Kent Simmons, and thank you for listening.